You know, although I like this jam, people have been telling me, Greg, you need to change this song. Man Cave Huddle is cool and all of that. But this song, it needs to be either switched up, revitalized or something. So we're working on that. But as usual, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Man Cave Huddle. I'm your host, Greg, and I appreciate the time that you're taking out of your schedule so we could talk a little bit about this college football. Can you believe we are in week eight already? I mean, it almost feels like, wasn't it like last week I said, look, I'm going to start doing these must-watch recordings, and now we're already in week eight. But you know what? They say in November is when it gets real in the NFL regarding winning and losing. In October, it gets real in college football regarding winning and losing. So I don't want to waste anyone's time. So let's get right to it. Saturday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time on ABC at Husky Stadium in Seattle, Washington, we will have the Oregon or you remember back in the day, the Wu-Tang Clan, Tony Stark's Oregon, Oregon, I don't know. Oregon, Oregon, Ducks, who are 5-1, and one, who are also favoring this game to win by three points, will be taking on the 25th-ranked Washington Huskies, who come into this game ranked 5-2. and two. Now, the Ducks of Oregon are on a five-game win streak, and they've won 13 of their last 15 versus Washington. Now, that may be all well, good, and dandy. But let's talk about this Oregon D for a second. They have allowed 14 trips into the red zone with only two TDs at a TD rate of 14.3%, which leads the nation, by the way. So these boys, they may let you walk up and down the field, but once you get into the red zone, that's when they put that hot sauce on you and they tell you to they start ratcheting it up. Now that secondary, they, 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 they kind of solid. And they have they had an interception in 13 of their last 15 games. Why is that important? Because the Oregon Ducks lead the country with 11.7 points per game off turnovers. So not only do they per intercept the ball, they turn that interception into points. Very crucial. Why? Because the Oregon Ducks, they're only allowing four points per game in the first half. So by halftime, it's a little bit over a field goal if you're lucky. So you better not make a mistake and not let Oregon jump up on you. Now, one of the key players that I want you to pay attention into this game is a player that I thought that would have been drafted by my beloved New York Giants. And I'm talking about none other than senior quarterback Justin Herbert. He is projected as being a first-round pick with Mr. Burrow on LSU along with TT, a.k.a. Tua. I can't say his last name, Alabama. They are right now. You know, you got to go through the combine and individual workouts. But these are the three quarterbacks who you're going to hear in the first round. Now, in 12 career, (coughs) uh, I don't have a cough button. We're not sponsored. If anyone would like to sponsor a cough button, please let me know. I will take, um, 
I will take, you know, you can buy me something to sip on and I will sponsor you if you want to buy me a cough button. But uh, Justin Herbert in 12 career Pac-12 games on the road, on the road now, he has 26 touchdowns and two interceptions. Now, the one thing that I like when you're playing a big-time game on the road, senior leadership at crucial positions. Quarterback is a crucial position, and the fact that Justin is a senior, on the road he's played well in in the Pac-12, it bodes well for the Ducks. And the Ducks, they averaged 37, I shouldn't say 37, it's really 38 points per game over Justin's last 34 starts. So they're averaging close to 40 points. And on the road, this boy is not being cheap, giving out touchdowns. Now on the flip side, all time, historical-wise, Washington does lead this series, 60 wins, 46 losses to five ties. And this is what I found to be real interesting. Remember I told you that the Ducks score allow four points every first half? Well, Washington, they've outscored their opponents 90-6 to in the first quarter and 140-66 to in the first half. So in my opinion, if Washington at halftime could put up some points, they have a good shot in this game because it seems as though that Oregon Ducks have a good game plan to start the game and they probably tweak it here and there. And after that, it's, it's, it's a done deal. Now the, now, the Huskies as a team, they come into this game averaging 36 points per game, 423 yards per game. And what's most important, 178 yards rushing per game. Why do I say important? Because when I say Justin Herbert and those 26 touchdowns he's passed for and them dudes averaging 38 points per game, what's the best way to stop Justin Herbert? Keep him off the field. What's the best way to keep him off the field? Run the ball. If you're averaging almost 180 yards per game, that helps. In saying that, I feel that the Ducks have a little bit too much defense. I think Justin Herbert is going to have his way, and I believe that the Ducks will win this game. I don't think it's going to be a three-point game. I think it might be a 10-point game, but I do feel that the Ducks are going to come away victorious in this matchup. Your next Man Cave Huddle Must Watch is going to come through Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. This is going to be on the Pac-12 Network. So I don't know if you have the Pac-12 Network, You might want to, if you care, try and figure out a way how to get that. But this game is going to take place at Rice. All right. It's ECCLES Stadium. So I'm going to say it as Rice Eccles Stadium in Salt Lake City, Utah, where the 17th ranked Arizona State Sun Devils, who are 5-1, will be taking on the 13th ranked Utah Utes, who are 5-1 also, but... They are favored in this game by two touchdowns, 14 points, to win this game. Now, the reason I like this matchup is because historical-wise, Arizona State, they lead this series 22-8. to But this is what I found real interesting. The Sun Devils have scored in double digits, meaning they scored at least 10 points in 125 consecutive games. 
the longest streak in the FBS. That means win or lose 125 games. They have scored at least 10 points. No other team has done that. Your Clemsons, your Ohio States, your Notre Dames, your Alabamas, your Auburns, your LSUs. That's, that's pretty impressive in that aspect. Now, another thing that I found interesting that I liked about these Sun Devils is they may start off slow to start off the first and the second half, but they fire off hot. There's a reason why they're called the Sun Devils because they end the halves with a plus 27 in the first half, and they end the game at plus 21. So these Sun Devils, they may be cool, but they, there's a reason why they call them the Sun Devils. Now, a player to watch in this game, I want you to pay attention to junior running back number three on Arizona State, Eno Benjamin. He leads the Pac-12 with seven rush touchdowns, which ranks him 13th nationally, but he's third in the Pac-12 with 119 all-purpose yards. So for me, he's one of those, and I'm not saying he's going to this team before you guys want to jump me. He's like one of those Belichick Patriot running backs where it might be 60 rushing, 30 receiving, maybe 80 receiving, 40 rushing, but he's a dual threat out of the backfield. And what's most impressive is, is that the production that he provides along with the yards, because he scored a TD in eight consecutive games going back to last season. So not only is he a running and a rushing, a rushing along with a receiving threat, he puts points up on the board. Eno Benjamin, number three, running back. Now let's talk about these Utes from Utah. They are 3-0 at home this season and have won seven consecutive games. So they have a little bit of mojo entering this game, although Arizona State has their number. But you have some things that are for real in this game. They're one of two teams in the FBS that have held all their opponents, all six of their opponents, under 100 rushing yards in each game. That ranks second in the FBS and they're first in the Pac-12 in rush defense with 52.8 yards per game. These dudes basically are saying it's a no-rush zone. We'll let you pass and do all that you want. But in terms of rushing, nah, I don't think so, partner. And this defense, they are ranked, they're scoring defense, they are ranked eighth nationally and first in the Pac-12, allowing 13.2 points per game, meaning that if you score on the Utes, it has to be via air because they will not, they, you, will, they, you cannot and they will not let you run on them. Player to watch in this game, senior, and yes, he's a running back, number two, Zach Moss. Why is he special? He's special because he leads the Pac-12 in rush yards per carry with 7.6. And he also leads the Pac-12 in rush yards per game with 102.8. Now, what that tells me is, is that he doesn't touch the ball a lot, but when he does touch the ball, he's something to see. 
Because if you're averaging seven, seven yards every time you touch the rock, that means every two times you touch the ball, it's a first down. What also makes him special? He scored at least one TD in 12 of his last 17 games that he's appeared. So for me, in this game, I'm not saying it's going to come down to the running backs or who has the better game. I personally think it's going to be about the Arizona State Sun Devils and are they going to be able to continue their streak of ending first and second halves on this plus streak when the Utah Utes do not allow you to score, do not allow you to rush. I think the Sun Devils, the sun is going to go down and the Utah Utes are going to win this game. Because for me, to me personally, if you can control rushing, you can control the game. Utah, they don't allow you to rush. I pick Utah to win this game. Now, in this next matchup, I think that if, fellas, if you have to clean, do all the cleaning in the daytime. If you want to hang out and go to the bar, do everything that you got to do. For all my lady fans that are football fans, if you have children, around 6.30, it needs to be, why am I taking a shower this early? Get in this bath. Because this is the game that you want to watch. Saturday at 7.30 Eastern Time on ABC at Beaver Stadium in University Park, Pennsylvania. The number 16 ranked Michigan, Michigan Wolverines, who are 5-1, will be taking us on the 7th ranked Penn State Nittany Lions, who are 6-0, and favored to win this game by 9 points. Now, Michigan, they lead this series 14-8. Now, if some of you don't remember a couple weeks ago, they went and took on Wisconsin and Look, Wisconsin, they've been doing this to everybody, but they got their teeth kicked in by Wisconsin. But since that loss, the Wolverines have allowed 111, rush, 111 rushing yards on 102 carries. Let me say that again. 111 rushing yards on 102 carries, which averages out to 1.09 yards per carry. Because Jonathan Taylor, that dude, he kind of ran up and down that defense. And they've kind of put that run fit into place. Past two games, which include Iowa Illinois. So I don't want to hear the, they haven't played a real team because Iowa, legit team, top 25 team. Illinois, okay, fine. Michigan, they have registered 25 tackle for losses along with 14 sacks. So the problem that they had with Wisconsin, it looks like they got their run fit back. It looks like they've been aggressive in that they can get the tackle for loss along with the 14 sacks. The defensive side of the ball is not what I'm worried about. I'm worried about the offensive side of the ball. I'm worried about the offensive line. I'm worried about the turnovers. But one player in general that I'm worried about the most is senior quarterback Shea Patterson. He's averaging... 57.1% a completion percentage. Comes into this game with 1,246 passing yards, nine touchdowns, three interceptions, with four rush TDs. He's had some fumbles, but they haven't had 
or he hasn't had moments in games where they need the big first down just to contain or create momentum or the other team has scored and you just want to let them know we here to play and we're trying to win. I haven't seen that out of Shea Patterson. Michigan will go as Shea Patterson goes. The better he plays, the better the Wolverines will look. But I will say this. Taking on the Nittany Lions this year is not an easy task. Because being 6-0, they are one of 12 undefeated teams in the country. And the Nittany Lions, it's all. When I say all, it's all about this D. You can say what you want about offense, but this defense with the Nittany Lions, the scoring D, 8.2 points per game, yeah, that's second in the country and second in the Big Ten. They have not allowed in all of their six games more than 13 points. The rush defense, we were talking about Utah before. Penn State, they're only yielding 53.8 rush yards per her game, which is third in the country and second in the Big Ten. And that 1.59 yard average per rush that they're allowing, that's an FBS best. They are allowing 1.59 yards per rush. And you're only getting 53 yards. So pretty much after a while, you're going to say, you know what? Can't move the ball through the ground. We got to go through the air. And another thing that's impressive, you sit there and say, well, this is a team that you can't run on, so they got big defensive linemen, very aggressive linebackers. No. The linebackers are aggressive, but these Penn State Nittany Lions, they are averaging four and a half sacks per game, which is second in the country and the Big Ten. So not only do they stop the run, if you dare to pass, they will and can get your QB down on the ground. And get his jersey dirty. And that's the last thing offensive linemen want to see. But look, to balance out this great defense that Penn State is bringing to this game, the offense that they have is not that bad either. I mean, the Lions, they rank top four in rushing and passing and are second in the Big Ten with 465 yards per game total. You know what that tells me? That tells me that offensively, the triplets that, if you didn't listen to my last last episode, I think you should, because I'm not going to say who they are, but the quarterback, tight end, and receiver, the triplets, they are really the studs on the offense. They're putting up some yards, and the defense, they're not too shabby either. This is a game in which the Wolverines, they love to run. The Penn State Nittany Lions, they say, no mas. If the Nittany Lions stop the Michigan Wolverine from running and you put the game in Shea Patterson's hands, although the Nittany Lions are favored by nine to win this game, it might be worse. I'm going with the Nittany Lions in this game. Now, as I was looking through the schedule for today's, or I shouldn't say today, this weekend's events, there's a couple games I want you to pay attention and look out for. Games like Duke at Virginia. Duke's 4-2. and two. Virginia's 4-2. and two. They're both in the ACC. Virginia's picked to win this game by three. It's going to take place at 3.30 Eastern time on the ACC network. The reason why I say this game is important, 
because of the, another game that's going to take place after this game. Florida State, who's 3-3, three and three, they'll be at Wake Forest. They're 5-1, and one, and Wake is favored to win this game by two points. This game is also taking place Saturday at 7.30 on the ACC Network. Why, is these, why are these two games important? Because the winner of these games between Duke and Virginia is going to be 5-2. and two. Now, if Wake, Wake Forest wins, they'll be 6-1. and one. But if they lose, they'll be 5-2. and two. Now, you could have a nice little tie situation going on. And with the rest of the season, every win might mean something. Because in the ACC, it's all about who's going to be the sacrificial lamb to play Clemson. Right now, it's looking like Wake Forest. But what if Florida State knocks them off? Or what if Virginia or Duke wins? And now you have a tie with that team and Wake Forest. Pretty interesting if you care about some ACC football. But that's all that I have for you. And as usual, you know, I like to lock down a nice little positive note. Because, you know, for me, it's all about the energy. How you feel is how you produce. And I just want everybody to know, for me, I'm an energy person. I always like to think about the energy that I put out there. And for me, I want to leave you guys with this note. Never water yourself down just because someone can't handle you at 100 proof. For all my drinkers out there, pretty much, only throw ice in your drink. No Sprite, no Coke, no juice, no nothing. Drink that straight. If you like it cold, put some ice in. Never water yourself down just because someone can't handle you at 100 proof. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everybody.